God bless you. Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you live with Yes and Amen in Arizona. I want to thank and praise God for you on today. <clears throat> we just want to declare through the airways that God is good. His mercy endures forever. <clears throat> There's none like him in all the earth. And we are grateful for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Man, if I had 10,000 tongues, it would yet not be enough. Glory to God, to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise that is due him. And so we trust you, God. We trust your word. We trust in you. Amen. We trust that you watch over your word to perform it. We trust that you are the God who is the ancient of days. You are Adonai. You are Elohim. You are the God that has the cattle on a thousand hills. And so I don't have to look any further. I don't have to uh, uh, have a self-pity party. I don't have to go and ask my neighbor. Hey, Amen. I don't even have to ask myself because your word says that you're a very present help in the time of need. And your word tells me, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so there is a position and a place Amen. After tasting and seeing that you're good, that our faith can grow and our faith, excuse me, can increase. And so, Father, we thank you on today. We thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. We thank you, Father, um, that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard of all the great and excellent things that you have glory to God stored up for us. Amen. And we thank the God of our salvation. Father, we just ask you now to render your engrafted word before your people and in your people. And, and that we, God, that we are the people of your pasture Amen, that we hear your voice, and we thank you that this word is alive. Not only is the word alive, amen, but it is working in us and for us, for your glory, for your goodness, for your mercy, and because of your grace on today. Uh, we just want to share a little bit about trust in the Lord, and this is uh, very familiar. It's coming from Proverbs Amen, three, five through six. And so I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, some trust uh, in the left, some trust in the right. Some trust in fairy tales are vain guidance. But I trust in the Lord God Almighty. And so it says here in Proverbs, it says trust in Trust in, and this is the Amplified Version. I do have the King James, and I'll read that too. It says, trust in 
and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight and understanding. Amen. What what we think and what we've been taught and what we've been told may not be sufficient when we start comparing the things of God, when we start weighing the things of the world, when we start weighing the reputation of men and women, and we start, they just don't measure up to the things that God has for us and the things that God is saying about us. They don't measure up. And so God, his understanding, uh, the scripture that talks about, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, that mindset of Christ Jesus will get you through. Not always what someone tells you, not always what we necessarily think from the natural. And then, then it tells us in six here, it says, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. And so God is, when you rely on him, when you consult with him and not with your horoscope and not with what your girlfriend says or what your boyfriend says or, or what sometimes what others say, when you consult with him, he's able to give you peace in a storm and peace in a trying time. He's able to do a mid-course correction for you if you hear him out. Then again, he may allow you to ride through it. But in the mid-course correction, he will remove the obstacles that block your way. Amen. Those things that are in the spirit where the enemy is trying to block out. Amen. And and he 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 will release a a a spiritual passageway amen in order for um his word to come true in order for his statutes to be made alive in you you just have to come into an agreement with him and rely on him and believe in him uh not by might not by power but by the spirit says the lord and so i had a dream referencing the scripture citation and I will uh, uh, read it almost, yeah, read it because it's a, it's a recording, indelible recording upon the axis of my mind, but it's carved out in my spirit. And so in Proverbs it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is the King James and lean not to thine own understanding in all of thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And so we see two opposing mentalities, one that does not trust in God and the other one that does trust in God. King Saul, that was ruler and first king over Israel, he did not trust in God. And because he did not trust in God, it was to his demise. It was to his um stripping of his leadership, stripping of the anointing mantle. Now, God did not choose uh, for them to have a ruler, but the people wanted one. And Saul uh, was chosen by the people because he was tall. He was elegant. Um, he was uh, nice to look upon. But Saul had a weakness. He trusted in the people. 
and what they said. That was his image. The word says, uh, yet though we see through a, a, a glass darkly, but that glass darkly with specific references, what God released to us uh, that allows us to see. And there's an image uh, within that glass darkly. And as we receive of the image of God and we accept it, he shows us more. But Saul never got to that point. Um, he he was jealous of David because, you know, they said, well, uh, you know, uh, and I'm paraphrasing what well, says, uh, Saul slew thousands, but David slew ten thousands. When Saul, when King Saul heard that, he became jealous, and uh, he knew that the mantle of leadership had passed away from him. And uh, he saw the leadership mantle on David. Um, he was up on the rooftop or up on the on the promenade sacrificing uh, when he should have killed everything. And and the prophet told him, he says, better. Uh, to obey, and I'm paraphrasing that, than to sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Um, but Saul chose, he said, Saul, why did you do this? He said, man, I heard the people, and um, and when I heard the people, you know, he was in fear. And so um, now let's, you know, and, and, and from that day forward, God deselected him as, as a person of his heart. He never got to the point of leaning to the understanding of God. He never got to the point where he considered God and the advisement of God. He never trusted God. And so God sent the prophet. Amen. He said, there's a, there's a man over there after my own heart. He's in the house of Jesse. Amen. And so um, the prophet went and skillfully addressed King Saul and he went over to the house of Jesse and, and, you know, he went with the anointing oil to anoint a king, a new king, praise God. And we look, um, he says, hey, this ain't the one, brother number one, two, three, four, you know, after a while, he said, you have another son? He said, yeah, we got, got a shepherd boy, a rugged looking fellow, he's out there in the pasture. And he called him for it and, and God said, he's the one. The man after his own heart, he's still a, a shepherd boy out on the back 40. Amen. But he trusted God. He had time with God. He wasn't concerned with other people. And we see the example um, when uh, he was a leader and, and they had came and sacked uh, the the men that, that were under his leadership. Um, and they sacked a village in the area and took uh, the children, the women, and all their stuff, and they wanted to kill uh, David. But David did not let the threats of life bother him. He went and talked with the, the priest, the chief priest, Abiath. He said, man, he said, I need that ephod. He said, I, 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 need, I need to go before God. And he, he understood that he needed to trust in God. And so he did not pursue after their stuff because of the, the mandate of man wanting to kill him. But he took that ephod and he put it on and he reached into the deepest places of who God is. He trusted God with all of his heart. He clung not to the naturalness of his own mindset. 
uh, the pressure was against him. And I want to tell you, when the pressure is against you, it is the moment and it is the time that you need to go into your prayer closet. It is the instance that you need to see uh, from God that which he has for you in order for you to make it through a situation, uh, make it through a circumstance. Because if you do it or get mixed into that situation, um, it may cause more detriment, more harm, and it may disallow you from entering into the promised land or the promised place. But David understood how to do a psalm before God. He understood about praise and worship. He understood about letting uh, the, the word of God be a powerful instance on the table of his heart. He understood the mindset according to what praise and worship could do. He understood that as he put on that ephod, he exchanged into a spot of a, a chief priest before the Lord God, and it would enable him to get into the holies of holies. You need to get into the holies of holies of what God says and who you are, and, and you got to get that prayer of mutterance and utterance to tap into your most holy faith. And David went in and he talked with God. He said, shall I pursue or not? And God told him to pursue, but he did not worry about the threats that were on his life from his men. Well, we're going to kill you. Uh, it's because of you. Now, that was a tight spot that he was in. What about you? What kind of tight position are you in? Uh, is it a job? Is it sickness and disease? Well, I'm telling you, you need to trust in the Lord God with all of your heart and cling not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, you need to humble yourself and acknowledge him. That's why King David became king, because King Saul was worried about people. He was looking to his left and to his right. And Proverbs 14 and 12 tells us, said, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so Saul, um, he thought it was right to sacrifice. He thought it was right to go after David because the mantle was upon him, but he had already lost. He was fighting a futile battle and God had already anointed David to be king over all of Israel and so uh, Judah, Israel. And so I'm telling you on today that there seems to be a way that's right, that's natural, but it's not the way that God wants is, and that end is death for you. And so I'm telling you that you need to get a prayer in. You need to get into a spot, into a place to hear from the progenitor who is God over your soul and over. He is the OEM manufacturer of who you are. And he has specific things where in which you can tap into the spiritual places and hold back uh, uh, the divination of the world. You can force back the hand of the one who is your enemy in the spirit and is trying to block you out. Amen. And the word says here in Ephesians 4 and 17, it says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth not walk after the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their own mind. Allow the mind of Christ Jesus to be in you, 
amen, that your mind be transfigured and transformed, not according to the measure of the world. The, the word of God tells us that his words and statutes are greater than silver and gold. His wisdom, amen, far precious than any rubies, diamonds, or any other precious uh, uh, gemstones. And so we are now, glory to God, to look, amen, to him, amen, look to him, look to his face. And as we are faithful over uh, the small things, he'll make us ruler over many. The word is nigh thee, it's close to thee. And, and as we draw closer to God and to his word, the revelation of what it is, the revelation of, of the dangerous pitfalls that are in life, it'll allow you to move almost as if a man that is blindfold. And so I had a personal, ex uh, a dream example referencing this scripture. Amen. I have some more scriptures, but I think this is relevant and you need to hear this. Amen. This, this posture of trusting God, it will allow us to say to the mountain, like in, uh, in uh, Mark 11, 23, right? It tells us that if we say to the mountain, uh, be thou uh, removed and plucked up and, and dropped into the sea, and I'm I scripture context. But that's the kind of faith, that's the kind of mindset that he wants us to rest in. And so on today, I, I have to give you this, this realization of, mm -hmm. of vision or envisioning. And so as we, um, look, and, and, and I had a dream, and, and it's a two-part dream. In the first part of the dream, uh, there was a man who, who had a wife, amen, and, and, and so the man could represent uh, uh, the dominant aspect of who God is. Uh, the woman in the dream can represent the body of Christ, so I can represent you. And so uh, there was a diagnosis made over a car. And so this man was an engineer and he had designed uh, authority over a car and a vehicle. And, and, and the first part of the dream, it said that, that the water had rusted out the front framework and, and it needed work done. That's the first part of the dream, right? So the maker got the infogram and the information about it. Right. And, and that could be equivalent to, um, I believe it's Jeremiah that says, uh, before you were formed in the belly of the, your mother's womb, mother's womb, um, you know, I, I anointed you, I sanctified you, and I called you to be a prophet to the nation. So that's the pre note of a malfunction. But the engineer, they fix problems. Amen. They fix things. They have a pathway in which to work out, in which to fix uh, shortcomings. But in the second dream, Amen. Uh, the wife had called a mechanic and the mechanic didn't know much. I mean, just a general mechanic. And uh, uh, the husband had come upon the scene where the wife had called a man and, and he came upon the scene and and the car was dismantled and, and, and everything. And the, the mechanic was futilely working through things to get it fixed up. Amen. He had the book with him, which was cool. It was a junkyard mechanic, you know, but he was skilled. And so the, the husband came up. He said, what are you all doing? And what's going on here? He said, man, he said, there's water coming from this 
vehicle and, and, and it's rusting and we about to put it together and fix it. Right then the man says, he said, no need. He said, I am the designer and engineer over this situation. I knew and all you had to do was ask and um, here's the warranty action and the plan to fix it, the recovery plan, amen. And so the context from it was ask, but do your due diligence, right? Ask the, the maker, the OEM of the situation that's happening. In this case, the automobile had a, had a leak that was rusting out the vehicle. And so that's example and that example uh, there was a level of trust that needed to be obtained. There was a level of due diligence that needed to happen. And so in our lives, we need to trust God. And there's a level of due diligence that we must arrive at. There's a level of research, of praying, uh, fasting before God, and searching out all the inner working parts, not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And so by His Spirit, we can enter in with groanings and utterances that no man knows. And we can begin to pray the perfect will of God for our lives. We can begin to mandate that those hidden places, that those crooked places begin to line up. Glory to God that spouses and situational awareness that you just uh, question mark. You've prayed up, you've worried up. And, and, and the doctor said, hey, ain't nothing we can do, but you haven't consulted fully in faith with the OEM manufacturer, which is God, the, the progenitor of your body and soul, the one who is the, de the determinate factor, amen. If you obey and serve him, you will eat the fat of the land. I've set before you things that are of the world and that are evil, that I've set before you things that are heavenly and divine, that are good, and you choose, you make a choice and you make a decision. So there is a trust factor that must take place. There is an instantaneous place that we must be in God. Glory to his name. And so God, Isaiah 50 8 and 11 says, and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought, in a dry time, in a time where it seems like there's nothing happening. There is a God that sits on high who has the cattle of a thousand hills. And it says here, and make fat thy bones. He'll make you fat in the time of drought. He'll make you have a Abundance in a time of scarcity shall be like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters not fail. God is unfailing. He is faithful and unwavering. His grace and his abundance is relevant for you right now. He has an overabundance ready to overtake you of healing over your life. We declare that cancer dry up right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that then hunger subside right now because God is awaiting your acceptance of his divine move over your life to fatten you up, not only from the natural, but also from the spirit. So we declare more prayer time over your life. We declare more reading. We declare more 
glory to God, study time. We declare uh, more prayer time. Hallelujah. We declare that you accept uh, the call and the mantle of God that's over your life right now. Look not to the left or to the right, amen, but look to him. Uh, it's not what mom and dad says, and they have an idea of what you can and become and who you are, but God is the absolute authority. So cling not to your own understanding, but look to him in all of your ways. And it tells us here, amen, in Psalms 92 and 15, it says, to show that the Lord is upright. He is a rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. He is the rock. He is the establisher. He is the pre and post note of your life. If you obey and serve him, you will eat the fat of the land. If you accept the son, Jesus, you have an inheritance upon the earth that will allow you to increase and grow. Glory to the name of God. Hallelujah. And so that's it on today. Trust in the Lord. Amen. Men make their promises and make their foundations based on things that pass away. Glory to God. But those things that are eternal and those things that are forever are in the word of God and what he says about who you are. You are uniquely made. There is no one else that has been designed for the task, for the area, for the specialty that you have been called to. You don't have to check in with another human being. Matter of fact, null and mute your own mind and just say yes to the promises of God. Say amen to come into the agreement of what he is and who he is over your life. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. That's the word. There's not a hoop and a holler on the back end of that. It's just what it is. <coughs> and so on today, we thank you, Father, for rendering your word. We thank you that your spirit is strong within us and that there's an activation of spiritual gift on the inside, moving toward the outside to create dunamis power upon the earth that we can say to the mountain, that we can say to the obstacle, be thou plucked up and be dropped into the sea to be removed forever. We thank you that we walk in divine healing, that we walk, Lord God, in a, in a place of abundance to share and to prosper upon the earth as in heaven. We thank you that our inheritance is full and complete in you. We glorify you on today, Father. We thank you for moving on our behalf and that our sleep at night is full and restful and that your glory be found in us and that everywhere that our feet shall tread, oh, Heavenly Father, that we increase and grow and we abound in you. This I pray and lift up to you in the mighty name of Jesus, by his blood and by his body that he has bought back the title deed for sickness, disease, death, hell, and the grave. And that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, making mention of you and I on today. And so we thank you, Father, 
and we praise you for today and for your word. Be blessed. Pastor Derek Fletcher here coming to you live. Amen. On Restream and, and other devices of Restreaming. Amen. God bless you on today. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of what we're doing.